Hello, Erica. Hello, Stephen. It's us again. I haven't done one of these in a while because we've been busy. Uh, because it was hockey playoffs, and well, then we discovered Skyrim. <laughs> Skyrim's the big reason. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a big part of it. But uh, I'm going to say sports is also a pretty big competing factor. Yeah, but we like to do these little um, mini marathons on special days, be it Oscar night, be it... What was another one we did? Super Bowl. Did we do one on Super Bowl? I think we did. Yeah, remember we were counter-programming to the Super Bowl. We were, that's right. <laughs> and we did one for New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Um, and so since Canada, we did one last year for Canada Day as well, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I think I, I said it was the Sensorites. Was it the Sensorites? I forgot to look it up and find <clears throat> out. Oh. If that's the case, we've been pretty lazy <laughs> since Sensorites is like, only like towards the end of season one and we're just starting season three today i I really don't think it was the sensor rights i think that that was more recent well i hope you're right but either way we're we're uh we're watching we're gonna try to watch all of galaxy four and maybe even mission to the unknown Mm. today before fireworks or after fireworks we're on we're not on a timetable we're not punching a clock as your mom would say Mm -hmm. um watching the remaining episodes of verity lambert's reign as producer on doctor who Mm-hmm. Yep. That seems like a, a good way to to celebrate Dominion Day. Dominion Day. Yes, <laughs> stuff. Uh, yeah. So, Galaxy Four. Have you? Um, have you? Seen, <laughs> I was going to ask you. Have you seen? You know, we're beginning the. Uh, this. This is. This is the tough part. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning. What's that? I was going to say before we jump into that. There's one yeah. other thing I would like to cover, and that is. Um, to say how surprised and super grateful oh we are to all of the people who have become members yeah. uh, at the incomparable.com slash members, we because go. we are on the Incomparable Podcast Network. And there are a surprising number of you out there who enjoy Lazy Doctor Who and who have become members and, and given some of your hard-earned dollars to, to our little podcast. That's remarkable. We can't thank you enough. Mm-hmm. Especially since... Well, I have I have a temp job right now, but technically we're both officially unemployed yeah. as soon as my temp job is over. So thank you for putting food on our table, literally. <laughs> this is literally the only thing this house is getting paid for now until you got your temp job is podcasting. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so we love you and we, we thank you very much. And uh, and yeah, I normally I wouldn't apologize for taking so long in between episodes of Lazy Doctor Who because it's right there in the title, people. Yeah. However, it's Canada Day, so yep. I feel like an apology is very appropriate. We should, I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> I like that idea. I like that. Well, you, now because you're going to bed earlier because you have to get up for work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I was thinking we should do like one a night. Mm-hmm. But that's very ambitious because you have got Verity, you've got all the other incomparable podcasts that you do and you edit and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You lead a busy life. I do. It's gotten very busy. But uh, but yeah, once I am kind of used to the day job structure, um, you know, which I only have to put up with for a couple of months <laughs> unless they hire me for real. Um, that once I get used to it, maybe we can we can do some more in the evenings. As long if it's just one episode and then we record a podcast, I can probably handle that more often. Um, but I do like I really love having special special days like this where it just becomes sort of an event. Yeah, no, it binds us. Together. Maybe we should do one for July Fourth too, since you're not <laughs> going to be there. Well, if you you know in the U.S. Yeah, but I have to work on July Fourth at my my temp job. I know. Well, I mean, we could do like. Evening. A two episode okay. mini marathon. <laughs> right. You know, one mini marathon is 
is two episodes. It's or an episode. Mm-hmm. We have to go to bed at nine o'clock. That's true. Tonight we're going to go and watch fireworks um, yeah. on the fourth of July. There, there won't be any, which will feel kind of sad for me. So, you can watch them on TV a bit. Mm. If we can, I would like to do that because it's not as good watching them on TV, but at least I get to see them. I love fireworks so much. They're pretty neat. Uh, lots of fireworks in this episode. Galaxy Four. <laughs> that's that's actually. I don't know if that's better or worse than the <laughs> than the transition I was going to use. Oh, I was going to say on. I love fireworks. You know what else I love? Chumblies. Chumblies. <laughs> oh my god. The new Daleks. What do you think of the Chumblies in Galaxy Four? Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> this is okay. So I've never. <laughs> It's my Chumbly impersonation. So I had never seen uh, Galaxy 4 at all, or even stills or anything. Like I don't, I'd, I'd, I'd actually had never seen what a Chumbly looked like uh-huh. at all. No pictures or anything. You'd heard of them, though. Mm-hmm. But I'd heard of them. <coughs> I had heard people say that they are cute. Um, I kind of knew that they had that sort of weird telescopic, telescopic like, I don't know. Um, appendage? No, not the appendage, just the fact that they kind of oh, like, insert in, into each other. <laughs> like Kind of like a, like a collapsing little dome cake or something yeah something like that yeah. um so i I'm, i wasn't terribly surprised at what they look like but you know people had been saying that they're so cute for for so long all that kind of stuff and uh it's it's one of those things where i just assumed that the chumblies were talked up way too much people were too excited about the chumblies <laughs> there was no way they were going to live up to the hype but they did. The Chumblies are every bit as adorable and cute as everybody said. I am on board. I am a huge Chumbly file. What? Seriously, if I mean, if if this is the reaction you get from Chumblies, why haven't the Chumblies made a return to new series Doctor Who? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen the rest of Galaxy Four to see uh, what the disposition of Chumblies is at at the end. So right. who knows? Mm-hmm. I, I, I reserve my judgment. Maybe by the end, I will be clamoring for that. Maybe I will be, I will be writing letters to Chris Chumnell saying, please, <laughs> bring back the Chumblies. Bring back the Chumblies. <laughs> Invasion of the Chumblies kicks off Chris Chibnall's <laughs> tenure as Doctor Who in 2018. Mm-hmm. Imagine how adorable they would be because now you could have, you know, better working models perhaps or, you know, I suppose you could do CG ones, but it feels like that would be cheating. Yeah. Could they go upstairs? They're kind of hindered by the Daleks in that regard. Uh, well, again, I've only seen this first episode, so I don't really know much about what they're supposed to be. I mean, as far as I know, they are—they have a, a little bit of weapons capacity, and they are used for delivering messages. Mm-hmm. And that's all I know. So if, if they're not supposed to be full-on scary killing machines like Daleks, then they don't need to go upstairs. They're just, you know, like little all-terrain vehicles that go around on planets for exploratory purposes, maybe. Who knows? I mean, maybe maybe you know because you've seen this, but I don't. Um, I don't necessarily know because I haven't seen this all that often. Um, I think it's probably the fourth or fifth time around that I've seen Galaxy 4. Mm-hmm. I know. I was interested to know, and maybe you can tell me a bit more about this, why some of it was moving in this recon and much of it was not. Where where did the moving footage come from? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked me that because <laughs> I love saying things about this. Uh, this Okay. Uh, did you ever watch on – you probably didn't because you never had the DVD, but on the Talons of Wang Chiang box set, there is a documentary 
that was on uh, the Lively Arts with Melvin Bragg. It was all about Doctor Who. It was called Who's Doctor Who. It aired on April 3rd, 3rd? 1977, just after Talons of Wing Chiang aired. And it was basically like a documentary about Doctor Who and its fandom and the history of the show and everything like that. And for that, the BBC requisitioned a whole bunch of clips from stories that they could find in their archives, which, of course, at the time in 1977 was still kind of in a bit of a shambles. But um, so they they siphoned, they looked up a whole bunch of different clips, one of which was... Uh, about four or five minutes worth of um, episode one of Galaxy 4. Uh, they used about maybe a minute, minute and a half in the actual finished program. But they gave the chunk of the, uh, that they, they took, the, the copy of the clip that they did, to the president of the Doctor Who Appreciation Society, Jan Vincent Rudsky at the time. Um, and he kept it. And, uh, and so... Given that um, the, the uh, they stopped wiping episodes in 1978, Galaxy Four is actually one of the last stories to be wiped, mm. and like basically the film cans burned, <clears throat> which is sad. Yeah, I know. So, so the reason, yeah. So obviously, Galaxy Four was still pretty much existing. At least one episode was at some point in 1977 and was gone by the by the next year, or so we thought, because of course, <laughs> Airlock was found. Um, uh, like in October of 2011. And that's episode three. That's episode three, which is probably, and I'm wondering if if um, episode, if the clip that we saw from episode one comes from the big batch that came back from Australia in June of 1975, mm. most of which were uh, destroyed after they came back. But a lot of these uh, one-off episodes like this one and uh, I think Wheel in the Space possibly and, the, and Underwater Menace probably just sort of found their way from the rubbish tip into uh, film collectors' hands mm-hmm. in 75 or 76. And so that is probably why episode three exists. And But that's how episode one, mm-hmm. we get to see a little bit of it. <clears throat> yeah. And episode one, I can't remember if you mentioned that that's, that is all we have watched so far, just episode one. Yep. Um, yeah, so it was it was neat to see some of that moving footage, uh-huh. and um, and I, I did as we have done before. Uh, Stephen has the camera scripts, uh, so I had that up on my computer and was looking at the still images and looking down at the camera directions. Uh, actually, this recon had some of the camera direction type stage directions uh, running across the bottom of the screen at times, saying that you know Vicky is, is sitting on a bench in the ship or whatever, or the Chumbly, you know goes around the one of the things <laughs> one of the things i liked a lot about the camera script was that you get all these stage directions and some of them are just hilarious little words i mean the word chumbly is ridiculous and cute mm-hmm. to start with and the fact that vicky just comes up with it and everybody starts using that word is very silly uh but i kind of like it uh she's a trendsetter that vicky yes yep um but anyway so the the directions the word jink j-i-n-k <laughs> apparently is is a verb of some sort sort because they say you know the the chumbly is jinking around for a few moments and then and then jinks off at one point like it jinks and what was what was the other one like it chitters for a while chitters. and then also there's one that said the chumbly chumbles off yes, one of the it. camera script moves <laughs> yeah. i love it oh, i just love it yeah their name the name is just as adorable as, as the chumbly itself mm. i i it was interesting also to note and you can see it in the, in the tiny bit of um 
moving footage that we saw there that almost all the chumbly moving mm-hmm. stuff was actually on film beforehand. Mm-hmm. They all so they all cut to film because I imagine how much of a nightmare it would have been to try to get that little thing to sort of pop up at the right time mm-hmm. to close down at the right time. Mm-hmm. So good old good job, Derek Martinus, <laughs> director of this, in sort of seeing the physical limitations of the chumbly. <laughs> And making it work. You wouldn't have noticed this because you couldn't see him. But the guy who played the lead Chumbly, probably a short fellow to fit into the Chumbly outfit, guy by the name of Angelo Muscat. Do you remember that name? No. He played the butler in The Prisoner. Oh, really? Oh, I like that guy. He's great. Yeah. And he was a Chumbly. Oh, my God. That's, a, that's the best thing I've learned all day. About a year before he was in The Prisoner, he appeared as a Chumbly. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, so now we need to talk about the story a oh, little bit. Whatever. This is the part of the <laughs> this is the story. Jumblies. Footage. Go on. All right. That stuff is very exciting yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. But no, the this I'm I'm loving this so far. This ah. is such classic sci-fi. Um, you know, you get to a planet that's very, very quiet and you don't know what's going on. And there's a weird machine that that that's scampering around and can't see and make Make science fictiony noises, and then you get this race that's entirely women. Mm-hmm. Don't even recognize what males are until you repeat it a few times. Oh, right, you know. But we we kill the ones we don't need, and then part of the, part of the crew is just test tube people who don't, you know, who aren't real living beings. I mean, this is like classic golden age sci-fi tropes all kind of crammed in together and then you have this mysterious other race that we haven't seen yet who sounds like they actually might not be so bad but we don't necessarily know i do feel like the doctor has immediately jumped to the real side like with without a whole lot of evidence uh, to to make him think that so i don't know if this is supposed to be the doctor's sixth sense or whatever because the very first scene that they meet up with the Dravins, it's like he get he must get a very bad vibe off of them because he doesn't want to trust trust the, those two uh Draven one and Draven two mm-hmm. well note, notice how maga the leader of the Dravins, sort of browbeats the other two mm-hmm. into you know losing the little the metal mesh that they use mm-hmm. to trap you know so obviously he gets a vibe thing oh she's a bit of a bully towards her fellow Dravins. Right, but he is he's not on their side from the moment that those two rescue them from the Chumbly. He he seems suspicious of them and, mm-hmm. you know, is just like, Oh, I'd like to go off and meet these Rills immediately. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's a little bit a little bit weird. I mean, at least Steven says, Oh, and go off and get yourself killed. And Vicky too is just like, I don't trust them. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what her uh what her deal is with that either by the end of this episode i am on board with them not trusting the dravins however at the beginning i feel like there wasn't any in-story reason for them to not i mean the chumbly basically threatened them in order to get them to follow you know it, it shoots up a bunch of vegetation and you know they say oh that's a that's a clear threat we should probably go where it wants us to and then they get rescued from it and immediately don't want to trust the people that rescued them for what reason Hmm. Hmm. Well, how can you not trust a Chumbly? Look at him. (laughs) He's got a laser shooty fire gun. (laughs) I I, honestly, I would follow a Chumbly, but I wouldn't need the threat. I would just be like, oh, where are you going, little guy? Okay, let's go that way. Yeah. And I would I would Chumble along right after him. Oh, he moves very slowly. Mm -hmm. Well, good, because I'm lazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is that it about this episode so far? I'm glad you're enjoying it. I was wondering, it's this this story for some reason is not looked upon as as kindly by by fandom. 
Probably because they can't see it. What is wrong with you, fandom? Get your crap together. Yeah, we've only seen episode one, you understand. <laughs> it's true. It could go very drastically downhill from here. Yeah. But uh, I just, I like the ideas that are set forth, even if even if they're a little thin, uh, the, the characters' motivations are a little thin to start with. I love the sci- old-fashioned science fiction-y ideas of, of two different races in spaceships on a planet. They're trying to colonize. I mean, all this stuff added together is... is uh, it's just like icing on a delicious cake. You like the sci-fi, the mm-hmm. old ones, when they delve into this kind of thing, though, don't you? Oh, yeah. And they, you know, I like it so much that they don't actually have to execute it all that well mm-hmm. <laughs> in order to make me happy. All they need are sort of the broad strokes and the big ideas. And I will sort of fill in the rest with my imagination, which I think is kind of the way a lot of kids shows work. You don't necessarily need to get the execution down 100% because children's have great, vast imaginations and they will fill in a lot of those blanks for you. And most of the time, I feel like I don't do that when it comes to entertainment, but for some reason, Doctor Who, it, it works that way, I think, because I was watching it as a little kid. I still feel like a little kid when I'm watching it. Oh, mm-hmm. isn't that great about Doctor Who? You feel that way? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. One thing I have to mention before we probably wrap this up and watch episode two, Trap of Steel, uh, is that there was a brief moving image shot at the very beginning which showed a nice little tr- a nice little crane camera move from Del- uh, Derek Martinez to start the show that was an a uh, silent 8 millimeter film home video mm-hmm. um uh footage from some fan who who just pointed at the screen back mm-hmm. in 1960 and i don't know if it's the same fan or different fans that did it over the years but we'll see over the next few recons over the next few years i guess of Doctor Who, not of Lazy Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, that there are some few clips. And it's funny, you know, th- during some more notable episodes, I mean, the, the reason we have the very be- beginning of William Hartnell's regeneration sequence is because mm-hmm. a fan knew that it was going to be a big <laughs> occasion, and so he took a bunch of little 8mm uh, film camera screen grabs, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Thank God for dedicated fans. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that there were people back you know, I imagine they were probably doing this for a lot of shows, and then when Doctor Who came along, they started to do it because literally there is an audio recording of every single Doctor Who episode from the 1960s, thanks to fans holding a microphone up to their mm-hmm. TV speakers and and multiple audio recordings of of many of them, yeah. so that they had multiple ones to choose from when creating these recons. They did, and uh, I mean we're in the we're into the microphone holding up to a, a speaker era right now, mm-hmm. but sometime during the Troughton era, I think one or two fans got really. Uh, expeditious and actually plugged in through great danger but if for the 1960s mm-hmm. technology actually like sort of tinkered with the electronic wiring and and hooked up a recorder directly to the sound output from the tv so some of the recons later on actually have some pretty good audio wow yeah thanks thanks 1960s people and and all expertly mixed by mark Ayers for the bbc audio um collection and indeed for the dvds yeah which did we listen to or watch we watched the um it was a restoration something or other i remember we were what was that now with mark Harris? marco polo wasn't it yes it was because we watched mm-hmm. the um the for verity we watched the short one didn't we and we, we remarked at how amazing the audio was compared to the original that we watched yeah i was gobsmacked it sounded so good yeah mm-hmm Thank you, Mark Ayers. Thank, nice. thank you, Mark Ayers and nerds of the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Okay. Should we wrap this up and watch episode two? I think we should wrap it up by uh, wishing everybody a happy Canada Day. 
happy happy Canada Day, Canada Day, Canada Day, happy, happy Canada Day, Canada Day, Canada Day, happy, Canada Day, 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 Canada Day,